When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Pre-Market Prep. Central Israel, Joel Conan. Dennis Dick, same crew as always. The question of the day, is this massive rally in Tesla finally over, at least for now? We'll talk about that. Uh, some fundamental news out on the company yesterday. They're getting a downgrade also this morning. So we'll talk about Tesla and the, the whatever strength there is or isn't left in this rally. Uh, we'll also talk about some earnings, Morgan Stanley, uh, Bank of New York, uh, Charles Schwab, Taiwan Semiconductor, CSX, Alcoa, all reporting. We have uh, some headlines on XPO Logistics and Signet. Uh, they are both moving off of that. We'll talk about some stocks mentioned in the chat. I see Square already. They had a great day yesterday. And our guest will be Jonathan Corpina. He is a senior managing partner at Meridian Equity Partners. He would join us at 835. In the meantime, throughout the show, you can always give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We will ask your question on the air, 734-494-0246. Give us a call throughout the show. Joel, what's the word here? Overnight. Ah, green on the screen, up 10 handles, 330375, trading above 3300 for the first time. Caught a bid right off that 6 p.m. open, open 94 and a quarter, your low 94 even. Pre-market high, 3308. There's a good target for you on the upside. Don't have anything up there for you because there's nothing up there. Crude in the red, buy a dime at 57.71. Gold up a buck 80 at 55.80. Silver doing the dance around 18. At $18 even, up 1.2 cents. Bitcoin struggling here at 9,000. The futures are down a buck 25. At 8,755, we're going to bring in Triple D here. I just do, I do have one ratings change that I want to give at the end of the show. And I know you guys are all know this is tug and cheek, but I am upgrading Lululemon to like a screaming buy. I went there yesterday to buy a gift for Lisa's birthday. I spent two Benjamins in less than seven minutes there. 
<laughs> you can spend some money really fast there. You really buy anything. Fast. They must make a like their profit margins must just must just be awesome. I mean, you know, you got those yoga pants that are a hundred bucks and you can probably go buy the same pants almost at Walmart. I guess they don't feel the same, everybody will say that for ten bucks. I've never understood it, but man, I tell you, that stock is just going. And obviously we don't give investment advice on the show, so that was a joke from Joel, but I mean wow. Lululemon has just been, you know, every time it has pulled back. Remember it pulled back back in December, had the significant pullback. Another buying opportunity. This stock, if you go out to the monthlies, from 2017 at $50, it has now up, you know, 400% to $250 in just over two and a half years. This stock has got to be one of the best retailers, um, retail performers in that time, if not the best retail performer in that time. They were really nice there. And mall too. base too. Yeah. Well, this was a freestanding store. Oh, they got the freestanding store. Yeah, this was in Birmingham. Very nice area if you've never been to this area. Uh, so I was downtown there, and the girl was so helpful and so nice. You know what I did? Um, I got her some stuff to work out on that Peloton. Oh, so yeah, you, look her. at you spending the big bucks. You got the expensive Peloton, the expensive yoga pants on the expensive Peloton. <laughs> Joel, I don't even know if I know you anymore. We're I not like that. You know what? The Peloton kicked my butt yesterday. What did it do to you? I, I did like the, I moved up some program and I did the rock and roll 30 minute ride and I was dripping. You got to get one, man. You got to get one. I can't I'm gonna afford have to call one, Joel. I have to, if I was sure Tesla today, maybe I'd be able to afford one. But It's 69 <laughs> bucks a month for a couple years. You can afford that. <laughs> All right, let's do some earnings here. Well, no, we're going to Tesla. It's got to be Tesla. Oh, Tesla. It's all about oh, Tesla. Man. You gave me the segue. 21 I'm... points it's down here this morning. Spencer asks, is the short squeeze over? Well, it is in the short term. We'll tell you that much. I don't know if it's over forever, but we have multiple headlines here. Not only the big downgrade from Jonas, it's also a headline out of California. Spencer Israel, give us the details. You're just waking up and saying, what the hell is going on with Tesla? Let's know what's going on. Right. So multiple catalysts here this morning. They are getting a downgrade from Morgan Stanley. Uh, Adam Jonas is the analyst there. He is very influential on the stock. He is downgrading Tesla to underweight, but he's raising his price target oh, to 360. So figure that one out. Also, though, the headline I'm paying more attention to is this report out of California uh, from an industry uh, re reporting firm that vehicle registrations in California fell by half on a year-over-year -year basis in the fourth quarter. They were down 46% uh, from 2019 uh, to 2018. And um, so we know California is a huge market for electric vehicles and for Tesla in general. It's where the company's headquartered. And new vehicle registrations fell by half in the state last quarter. So you have two headlines driving it down here this morning, plus the fact that the short squeeze was already starting to peter out before that. And these two stocks, Beyond Meat and Tesla, in the last two weeks have been very uh, trading together very well. Um, Beyond Meat, obviously, a lot more volatile than Tesla. But if you look, the top of the short squeeze was the same morning on both stocks. Both stocks with two red candles in a row after a big candle the day before that. So, you know, it's funny how two stocks that have absolutely nothing to do with each other can get connected when they're both squeezing at the same time. So we saw the Beyond Meat. I said the Beyond Meat short squeeze was over yesterday when it was in the 112 area. It continues to be down 107. I believe it's over. Um, the Tesla still has a story 
Um, I'm not going to um, say it's completely over here, but it's definitely cooled off now. So now you get to a point where, you know, some of the bears have some food to chew on here. And also, obviously, this report from California does not sound good as well. So anybody who's long the stock is probably locking in the profits. I'm not sure, you know, you're seeing new shorts coming into this market here because they've been hit so hard on it. But I definitely think you're seeing probably a lot of natural sellers because this stock has been an unbelievable performer. You get two headlines, one from California, one from the analyst at Morgan Stanley downgrading the stock. It's going to be some profit taking in it, and that's what you're seeing, extreme profit taking. But really, when you put it in perspective, the stock's just back to where it was three days ago. So hard to declare yeah. the whole thing over, but it was overdone. We knew it was going to start to give some back. So you're down 50 bucks from where it was the high. So now if you start to come back up, now you run into overhead supply issues here as well. Just like the same thing with Beyond Meat. Every time it's tried to rally three, four bucks, there's more natural sellers now. So now you have a problem. You don't have clear skies ahead for Tesla going up. You get back up to 505 or 510, you have natural sellers there again. I'm not sure you're going to get back up there. It's obviously there's still some short interest here, still the potential for some people to cover. But I think this is just, this is a hard one to call here now. Yeah, this, this is a really hard one to call because that, that day, I don't know who the, what the analyst was. He went from uh, 385 to like 615 and then Kramer pumped it. And I'm like, man, oh man, oh man, this is like, this is frothy, frothy, frothy. It was and frothy a while ago. I know. It just, got, know. It, it felt like upside capitulation that morning. It really didn't. What we mean yeah. by upside capitulation is like everybody who needs to be in buys it. Every short that needs to cover, covers it. The Beyond Meat was ridiculous upside capitulation. I mean, the thing went from 100 to $137 in a day and a half. That was upside capitulation. That's, you know, usually signals the end of a move. So the Beyond Meat was easier to call. This thing went up substantially too. You're talking about 10% move in two days as well. So probably the short squeeze for both of these stocks is over at least short term. I think it's over forever in Beyond Meat, or, or I shouldn't ever say forever because I thought Beyond Meat's story was over. But the, the Tesla story, I still, like, I don't know where Beyond Meat goes. The valuation was always ridiculous there. You could see the argument where if Tesla started to make 10 or 12 or $15 a share, like some analysts are saying it could, you know, you could see how it could actually grow into the multiple, which is crazy to think about, you know, the Tesla could be an earnings story like Kramer was saying. But I mean, if they start making 10, 15 bucks, it could be an earnings story. Beyond Meat's never, I don't believe, going to justify the valuation that it's trading at from an earnings perspective. So that's why the two stories are different as well. But as of right now, it looks like the short squeeze in both these stocks is at least on pause. Right. And now for this one, uh, just for the Tesla, I mean, it's always after the fact, Jack, but uh, you had that all-time high uh, two days ago at 47, 547.41. You closed at 37.92. And, man, I was like, and I wrote down, I'm like, see what Tesla does. See if it can go green on the session, right? Everyone's marked at 537.92. And I saw it in a 537 handle and, and kind of took my eye off it. And I saw that it went up to 37.84. So, People were looking to get out at the mark on that one at 37.92. And then, then, you know, you look at it 15 minutes later, it's down six bucks. You know, it's just so hard to follow. But uh, that's why a lot of times I like to put the emphasis on the closing price as opposed to what that actual all-time high is. Gonna get you in and out of trades. Let's look at the pre-market trading. We're just leaking here. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm not giving levels on Tesla anymore. I forgot, Dennis. You can give levels. I'm, 
I'm done giving levels on Tesla. It's right. hard to give a level on this. I mean, the thing was $400 10 trading sessions ago, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 sessions ago. The thing could go back to 450, it's still in an uptrend. So that's, you know, 10% right. down from here. This is just, at this point in time, I'd be more of a seller of rallies than a buyer of dips. I will say that. Got back up, you know, and I don't know where it's going. There's no way to really project where it's going. I'm just saying hypothetical situations. Starts to get back up in the, in the 500s and the teens. I think you have natural sellers now. And I'm not sure you have all the buyers. Uh, you're not going to get back up there. You're not going to, you're just not going to, this thing's just not going to stop. Then that. I'd have no trade. Yeah. Because okay. I, I would only play this probably from the short side right now if it had a rally. So, and I'm not shorting at 21 points down. So, nope. you know, this is a curveball and it's hard to hit. But I'm saying in a hypothetical situation where this started to, you know, next couple of days, you know, I don't think, I, I think it could continue to leak. I think it could, could, I could see it turn around, start rallying too. Impossible pitch to hit here. You know, if, you, if you're a call in Tesla and you're saying it's over, I'm going to short it now. Well, you're 50 points off where it was two days ago. So where's your stop out? How are you controlling the risk on this? I don't enter trades unless I can control the risk. And I guess you could say, well, it's below 500. I'm going to cover if it goes back above 500. I guess you could play that it that way. Ha- that could happen. You, that, you, I yeah, guess you could yeah. play it that way, but I think you get stopped out probably. You know, it could easily go back up over 500, 501, 502, stop you, and then puke 20 points. I mean, it's a really hard one to control the risk on here. Uh, it always was. I mean, Tesla's a really hard stock to trade for all those reasons. Even when it's not going in parabolic mode, it's always a hard stock to trade. I do trade it periodically here and there. But it's been just powered by the short squeeze for a long time. And it's it needs some cooling off. This is the cool off period. All right. I, I can't resist. I got to give two levels. Uh, <laughs> it does have levels for us. 473 on the downside. Okay. Because uh, there's a pair of lows, 72.87 and 73.70. So, right. And then on the upside, if this gets anywhere, I'd love to see it get back up to 516.79, 518.50. That was the low in the close from yesterday. But, man, you're not. You know. he lo- he'd love to see it up there because he'd love to buy puts or short the stock up there. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's the same thing I was saying. I'd love it to get back up there, too, to get but, a uh, Yeah, stock. you know, you know, I'll tell not you something. If it chance. bounced back just today, 20 points, I'd be spooked. <laughs> I'd be like, wow, these buy the dippers are just all over everything. But, you know, hey, you uh, think. I hope some analyst comes out and upgrades it tomorrow. That's what I would love to well, see. Well, I can change things too. Yep. I, I don't know if I see that happening here, though. I think I think it just needs a cool-off period. So the Beyond Meat, you know, it had already broken. And this was just your classic short squeeze in a bear market for Beyond Meat. The Tesla's been in a bull market. That's the big difference between the two. I mean, this, you know, Beyond Meat topped out at 239. You can forget about that. I don't believe it's ever getting back there, just my opinion. I never thought it could get back to 137. So it's trading up here this morning. Let's go to Beyond Me because these two stocks are widely traded right now. I mean, it's already traded 262,000 shares. I'm still going to say, I said it yesterday when we were trading the teens. I'm still going to say, I think rallies um, are to be sold on this now. Um, I think the stock is back under 100 bucks uh, within a week or two. And I think it uh, maybe even shorter than that. So, but you know, it's significantly off the 135. So it's hard to like say, okay, I'm going to come short it now. But if I was long this thing, if I was long this thing, I would have been long gone when the thing was going up um, because it was a big squeeze. I mean, we had, you know, JV Spec played it perfectly, bought it when we started talking around $80 about it and scaled out on the way up. I mean, the trade is kind of over here. So now it becomes difficult. I mean, you're back in. If you're shorting it now, well, it's $30 higher two days ago. So you're way late to the party on the short. And if you're buying it, I just think that this could be a Rite Aid on you where it gives not only part of the move back, but all of the move back. 
So uh, you know who nailed this trade? You know, I know we talk about analysts, this, that, and the other thing. Um, The only upgrade that you've had in this thing since August of last year was by Alexia Howard at Bernstein. She upgraded it on November 5th. I wrote this up. It was around 81, 82. You even had a chance to get it cheaper. I thought right? we had an upgrade the other day. No. Yeah. Uh, um, Didn't we? No, we had, we had a downgrade. That's what you're thinking. A downgrade. About. It was a downgrade. Was a downgrade. But anyways, she had a target of 106. She did that on November 8th. And then yesterday she downgraded it and stuck with their price target. And hey, that, that's a hell of a call there and a really, really volatile stock. So hats off to Alexia Howard of Bernstein on that. Let's jump over. It's not just Beyond Meat and Tesla show. There's lots of other stocks to talk about here. We did have some earnings here. We do have some earnings from last night, but we also have some pretty good earnings from this morning. I see Taiwan Semiconductor trading higher. I see Morgan Stanley trading higher. I see Charles Schwab trading slightly higher here, too. Where do you want to go, Mr. Israel? No, Lead go, the way. Let's go with Morgan Stanley. Uh, Q4 adjusted EPS beat a buck 20 versus 99 cents. Sales also beat 10.85 versus $9.78 billion. So beat and a beat for Morgan Stanley. That's nice numbers. I've lost a lot of money chasing bank earnings. I mean, the JP Morgan numbers were good. If you chase those up to 140 two days ago, you're already down money. Citigroup, same story, pops and then drops. Goldman Sachs, if you're chasing the, that sell, um, it came back. So the fade has been the play in the bank so far this earnings season, which always seems to be every earnings season. It seems to be the contrarian. You know, the person who's fading the big move seems to make money. So I'm not going to buy Morgan Stanley up a buck here, I will say, or a buck 30. I'll say it's a good report. I don't want to short it either just because it's a pretty good report. But, I mean, you think about if it got near 55, you know, there's probably some size up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would think. And I don't know where it's been to in the pre-market, but I would think natural, naturally this might top out in the higher 54s. 5483. Okay, so it's already starting to show yeah, that. Yep, yeah. so that, that stands as your, uh, your pre-market high. You haven't been in this area in a super long time. Uh, you did have a high at 55.64 in May of 2018. So if you're really holding out for a target in that one, there it is. It's got to be some size of the book somewhere in this thing. I mean, in New York stock, but uh, keeping an eye on that pre-market high, 54.83. We also have Taiwan Semi, as Dennis mentioned, TSM. They reported, uh, let me get their numbers, actually. It needs to put a different screen to pull them up here. And remember, this is already trading. Uh, already traded. So here we yeah. go. EPS for them, 73 cents versus 70 cent estimate. So beat on that. Sales was essentially in line. It was a slight miss. 10.39 versus $10.46 billion. From a purely technical basis, 60 looks toppy. You know, you got up there. You tried to get above there. Little breakouts, the fake out yesterday. Now you come back in. So I almost be a fader this morning. Up in the upper 59s, I think it sets up not bad from the shirt. 59.70, yesterday's high. There you go. There's a level for you. There's a, there's a level for you. Yep, yep. And as you said, a lot of that uh, has been factored into this already. Pre-market high comes in at, uh, boom, boom. You got up here, 59.50 area. So 59 to 60, I'll, I'll concur on that with you. Uh, potential resistance in pound, pound out these earnings real fast. We got Schwab. Schwab numbers out there. I see it trading higher. 
I haven't seen Schwab yet. I was looking. Okay, so it's just trading up and speculation that they're going to be good for CSX as well. I haven't seen that. Uh, I'll CSX do- is tonight. Oh, that's why I haven't seen it yet. All right. PPG. Uh, yeah, I was going to do PPG and and Alcoa. So uh, PPG sure. reported this morning. EPS missed a buck thirty-one versus a buck thirty-four. Sales also missed three point six seven versus three point six eight billion dollars. The uh, Q1 guidance, EPS guidance they gave was white by 10 to 20 cents and you're seeing that down and i'll just do i'll do alcoa with it uh aa reporting yesterday after the close eps 31 cent loss that was lower than the 23 cent loss estimate sales also missed 2.4 versus uh 2.44 versus 2.47 billion dollars so miss and a miss for alcoa and uh ppg not great either Alcoa has been a dog forever, so you know expectations were lower. I think you have support in the lower 19s for Alcoa. I will say that PPG has been a pretty good stock, so now you're moving the opposite way. I think there's this double bottom around 125. Let's see if it can get back over there. It becomes a little more interesting. Below 125, it's not as interesting from the lower. Yeah, it's right there, there right now. Uh, yeah. You had the drop. You got down to 122 even, and man, someone someone has an opinion here. 125, uh, your last four or five 15 minute brackets, right there, 125 resistance. So yesterday's range, you're gapping down. Hmm. If you really go into rally mode, keep an eye on 130. Uh, posted a, a new all time closing high yesterday at 13074. And then uh, just let's move away from the earnings for a second. Yep. There's two big stories from last night. The one is XPO Logistics. And cool. this is just ripping, ripping, ripping higher. It's up 20% here. They're talking about breaking up the company. Um, it's so interesting because this was actually on Kramer last night too. So, I mean, maybe, you know, the, and obviously they kept it under the, under the rasp because nobody had a clue of it. It was just trading at 82, 82, and then she just rips up $16. But I don't know if Jim, if uh, Kramer was, uh, you know, obviously knew about this beforehand because he was coming on uh, Mad Money and then they talked all about this. But, you know, he didn't tell anybody, so it's all fine. Uh, but, wow, what a rip on 16 points up here on XPO. Yeah, it was, very, it was very interesting the way they coordinated that. So They the, coordinated it. I wonder, you know, if the company knew that they were going to, you know, s- put this out and that's why they were pushing to get on Mad Money. I mean, they were they're basically you know, promoting the stock, saying we we're going to you know, break up this company. This is coming from the company. Bloomberg reported, I believe, originally. Yeah, Bloomberg then, had it, and then XPO at like eight, at like four thirty uh, came out with a press release. Had a PR, and then two hours later, they're on Mad Money. And remember, Mad Money's pre-recorded between four and five, so right. obviously they were ready to rock and roll and tell everybody about this. So, right. so it, it, it's, this it's not a big deal that like. If Kramer knew, it's not a big deal. No, no, it, no, it's fine because it's yeah. not like he was going around. You could see really in the right. action. I don't think he was going around telling no. everybody. It's not like it was ripping higher here. It, it, it's just, it's just interesting from like a media strategy. Yeah, it was, they got, they got a scoop. It looks like right. they got a scoop. Exactly. So the, anyway, the news like Dennis said, they are uh, exploring potentially breaking up the company and selling off business units. That's the news. I mean, if you're chasing this up $20 against a $100 psychological level, maybe it keeps ripping, um, but this isn't, you know, this huge growth stock. Yeah, they might break it up. Maybe there's a way that they can expand the multiple breaking the company up, but it sounds to me like here's a company that they're not pleased with the performance of how the company has performed or the stock has performed lately, and they're trying to find ways to increase shareholder value. So they're not doing it by, you know, the earnings growth. They're doing it by potentially separating the company. So 
I mean, that's exciting and all. Maybe they sell someone off and maybe they can make some money from it. But I'll tell you, I'm not paying up 20% for this. No. And you, you just missed that one too, right? Did you say that? I was actually, yeah, I, I, this is just, you know, bad luck on my part. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, I'll buy a stock when it's going to be featured on Mad Money and it was advertised that it was going to be on Mad Money. I didn't say anything about this. And I had my order in there and it just went up and I just missed the pie. I was actually on the close. I was trying to buy this on the close at 8275 and it closed at 8282. So I was like, oh, I just missed that. And then like half an hour later, I was like, that was a big miss. <laughs> it was straight up to 90. I mean, if you got this thing long and you were buying it just, you know, ahead of the mad money feature, you had made a killing. JV Spec just mentioned there was sixty thousand and fifty-five, but we're up two fifty-six and fifty-five fifty. What are so. we talking about? Morgan. Holy cow, Joel! You got segued right back to a stock I know what you're talking. Yeah, it just so ripped though. We're we've traded eight hundred eighty-seven thousand shares. So you you know, when you when you put fifty thousand shares, I mean it's really nothing. So if there's like a million shares there, that's interesting. But I mean, it's going to rip through it. But you know, it's it's a level to to talk about there oh yeah we talked about it, it just you know what I mean? it just ripped up another dollar i know that's why i mentioned Did they say something i don't know i don't know well you it, was, it was 54 40 when we talked about it two I minutes know. ago it's 55 40 well you, i don't know what happened there conference that's call, interesting conference call is probably happening right now yeah wow that's a ripper i was saying i think it thought it could top out at, you know around 55 i guess i'm wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah, significantly higher than that definitely we're not I, with this xpo i mean Who's, buying up, who's paying up 20% for this? Is that worth that much? I don't know. They break up the company. That's worth that much? Or they sell a piece of the company? FedEx I, should be doing this tomorrow. <laughs> if that, no if this is going to give you that much value, I'm long FedEx, full disclosure. They should be doing this tomorrow. Saying we're going to break up the company. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it, and I'm just looking at, I was looking at the monthlies here and man, you had like this wallet at 85 and a half, 86 on the monthly charts and blew through that. Now you're getting into like a real, it just cascaded down uh, at the end of 2018. So if you want to drill down and look at some daily levels, go back on your daily chart, try and find two or three in the same area. Maybe there's a gap fill somewhere, but uh, you know, it's ripping. Right now, someone's really buying ripping. it. You know what it reminds me of? Remember that day when um, was it one of the railroads came out and said something similar? CSX. Yeah, and you stepped in front of it. Oh, and, and it kept going. So you're right, Joel. You got to think about that. CSX was doing the same thing. That was when the stock was like forty dollars, and it's now seventy-five. So uh, I guess caution to the seller here. <laughs> exactly. Now that you made that point. Yep. No, it just it just looks like someone's just bad. Good point. Yep. That that, yep. that ripped back in 2016, and I was like, CSX was trading up like 20% on, you know, they were going to break up or they were doing something like that, some type of financial engineering, and it kept ripping. And I was like, ooh, learn the hard way there. I lost five points in about five minutes. <laughs> I think that guy that uh, that ended up passing away, wasn't he getting that he switched back and forth on the companies it was. It was on something. that? That was one of your worst trades on the show, and then- uh, Oh, the I did that on the show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And then also the Janus Fund. Remember that one? Well, that was brutal. I don't think that was on the show, though. That was after or whatever, but maybe yeah. it was on the show. That was, yeah, when they got, uh, what's his face? Uh, gross. Yeah. 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 But uh, anyways, a few segues there. Uh, Spencer, you can rein us back in here. 
Well, the other big mover of the day besides XPO is Signet. And oh, their, yeah. their holiday sales were so good that they're actually raising their guidance for the quarter. Holy mackerel. So holiday sales uh, were up 1.6%. E-commerce sales specifically up 13.5%. And again, so good, raising their Q4 and their uh, fiscal year EPS guidance. The Q4 EPS guidance was raised uh, to $3 or the mid $3 range. And their full year EPS guidance was raised to like the $3.60, $3.70 range. Uh, And they like it. I mean, the bar is low, but they like it. The bar is low and the short interest is high. (laughs) That's a bad combo for you shorts out there. I'll tell you, it's up 27%. And you're not Not shorting it. it. Nope. No, because think about this stock, you know, and not saying it's, it was $150 a share going back three years ago, four years ago, $152. So you could squeeze them to 30, 35, and you'd still be in a downtrend. I mean, where do you stop? Where do you say, okay, well, this is it. This is going to be an epic short squeeze here today. And we know we've been in short squeeze central here since we turned to 2020. 2020 has been the year of the short squeeze. So, I mean, I would be very nervous. I'm sure. I, I see 32% short interest. I don't know what you have on your information there, Spencer. It seems like mine always lags a little bit, but, you know, from the last quarter or whatever, it looks like 32%. So that's high. It's really high. Short that's, interest, that's, high. That's what I have. What do you have? That's what I have. 32. That's scary combination to be short the stock. I will not be shorting this. I won't be chasing up 27%. This is, again, another no, no, don't hit this pitch. It's really hard to call. I could see him squeezing it to 30, though. I could see that being possible, and that's why I can't bring myself to short it. I'm not going to chase it up six bucks. Uh, just got to look at what, what else hasn't moved that has a high short interest. You almost gotta <laughs> so start, that's a scam. You almost got to start looking through that chat. Start looking through stocks that look like they're kind of breaking out. We're not talking GameStop. You know, we're talking about <laughs> stocks that are starting to get up near the upper end of their recent trading range, and they have a high short interest, and they have low expectations. That's the kind of stock you want to be long here right now, at least because it's been short squeeze. I mean, the pot stock set up well. They did their little short squeeze there. I don't know if it's over, but, you know, Tailray is still holding up not bad. So maybe it's not over yet. I mean, there is just a lot of stocks with that potential setup because there's been a lot of, you know, stocks have been in the gutter for a long time. Signet's been in the gutter. It's a little squeeze happening. Uh, Des, just going back here to Janice, that was on the show and JV Spec shorted it along with you. Oh, JV, that was an ugly one. Because it went up like, yeah. So gross was going from Pimpco over to Janus, and it stocks up like 20%. I was like, is Bill Gross worth that much? And then it went up like 40%. I was like, yes, he is. <laughs> That's how you lose 20% in 20 minutes. <laughs> Shorten rocket ships. Look, there's a theme here. When I'm losing money on these things, it's like I'm trying to be a hero and saying, okay, this is overdone. I'm going to be the hero. And... <laughs> Yeah, so that's been the theme, is uh, don't short the rocket ships. All right, S&P Futures hanging in there. As we get retail sales, yawn. Uh, retail sales, excluding autos, up 7% versus 6%. Retail sales is line, oh, yes, 0.3%. So people are still spending money, right? Holiday, because they're taking all their money from the stock market, and they're going to buy stuff at retail. No, they're buying it online, right? They're not buying it in stores, but except for Target, they're going to Target, right? And, you know, that one was an interesting one from yesterday, Dennis. Um, you got, it actually opened, 
it gave you a shot off the open. Uh, if you would like one of those whoops trades, like you didn't short the open, you let it shake out. And then when it came back down through the open, 117.49, you did get a little bit of a trade off that one. Huge volume though yesterday. People may be heading for the exits in Target here. I'd be careful with that one on the long side. Well, they already did head for the exits. I still think uh, if we were playing it long, you want to see the 115.56 low hold from yesterday. For so sure. I can't argue with you if you want to try to call the bottom, but that would be my stopping out point. The problem is, like me and Joel were saying, is the gap is down to 111, so there's just not that much in there. So it's not it's not a slam dunk. Like if it went down to the 110, 111 area yesterday. Joel and I would be like, you got some nice support here. You know, it could bounce. In bounce. Level. Yep. But you're kind of, you're, you're early. You're potentially early here on the bounce. So that's a difficult thing. The, the but one that did bounce was Costco, which we talked about. You know, Walmart and Costco were both trading down, and both of them did bounce on the earnings. So they were down, Costco was down three bucks in the morning on Sympathy. That ended up closing green. And like we were saying, you know, we knew the Costco numbers were good. They were giving you a gift, really, that pulling back. Costco had already poured a kick butt numbers. So if any of these things, you know, Costco has been the best performer from a fundamental basis there and it's holding up and you could even argue the little flag Costco gets above 302, 303 starts to get interesting again. All right, Spetsy, you want to try and sneak uh, one more in here before our guest? We actually, Jonathan Corpina just emailed us. He got pulled away from his desk. So we're going to have lost our guest. We lost Jonathan Corpina for the day. Uh, something came up on the floor. And, uh oh, we better uh, scramble to get some content here. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. We have. Yeah, that's, I'll that's just go what on we a lack. We tangent. lack content, Dennis. You know, I'll just we go on a 30 minute tangent for you. We only we only covered like 60 stocks, you know, in an hour. So actually, lately we've only covering about six because I talk too long. Apparently, I, I, I've, I've noticed that as well. Uh, let's <laughs> let's go to some questions that we've gotten from the chat, and so somebody actually. Uh, somebody dropped us in the chat, and somebody also called in to ask us about Square. And mm. get our thoughts, great day yesterday yeah. in, in SQ. Let's talk about this one. I mean, the tech tech is just hot. I mean, you can look at it here, and you go over, and you just see, you know, yeah, you know, we've had some big moves, and Apple maybe peeled back a little bit from the highs. It's some smaller tech stocks that are starting to rip, too. Think about Etsy. Full disclosure, I'm long Etsy. I am also long Square SQ. Um there's room here to move. I mean, it's been a big move. You're coming in now, you're chasing it a bit because, you know, I hate chasing stocks. And if you go back a week and a half ago, the stock was $61. You know, that's where you strike and you know, where all that support was. Now it's 71. You're almost at a point where maybe you take some profits here, if, you know, if you're in it for a trade. I'm in it in my retirement account, so I'm sticking with it. Um, you know, I think there's room to 80. It's, it's, you know, it got up there once, you know, back when I, I, I owned it, I bought it at 61 and it went up to 80 and then it came back down and got through it down to 54, <laughs> back up to 71. I mean, the trading range has kind of been 60 to 80. So now you're in the middle of it. So it's a hard trade here. I could see, you know, the thing giving it back. I could see if the market starts to roll over, market continues. I could see how this could get to 80, you know, in a hurry if the market continues to go higher. So I think you're in the middle of the trading range here, which, ma which makes it difficult. I think you're too late to come in here long now. And I think you're too early if you're trying to short it. I think the better area is up at 80. I think this is, and I mentioned this before, this is like one of the most loved stocks on this show. Um, I know, Dennis, you like it. You're long in your portfolio. Um, I remember having Sean Udall on it. Um, 
you know, talking about it. It's he a was, gross uh, story still. Yeah, and who else? Emery, Emery's Sean Emery. Been on here. Sean yep. Emery's really yep. been, you know, a pumping, you know, ask yep. you for a long time. He really likes that. And Sean does some great research. You know, he's a guy that we've had on the show, you know, quite a few times there. Sean does fantastic fundamental research, too. So when Sean, you know, and both Sean, I mean, both Sean's really do. The Sean, yep. Sean's, we should do a Sean show. Sean show, just Sean's. We're, yeah, well, just these are the Sean's we know, we know, we know. These are the Sean's we know. Okay. I don't know where that's um, from. This one, <laughs> I mean, you find like a nursery rhyme. It's like that's like a nursery. No, rhyme. that's from uh, Kids in the Hall. It was a Canadian show. It was like oh, they yeah. did the seg- uh, they no, did the segment we're... on Dave's, and it was like these are the Dave's we know, we know, we know. These are the Dave's we know, and it was like go through all the Dave's he knows. And it's kind of You've like, totally funny. lost me. You're talking about Canadian. <laughs> you watch Kids in the Hall when you're a kid. You haven't heard of that. Have I you heard have. of Kids in the Hall? I have heard of that. It, it was a. It wasn't. Like, it wasn't like a sketch show. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It's like Saturday Night Live. I, I've heard of that. Yes. So that's why these are the Shans we know. We know. So <laughs> I don't know if anybody got that. Some Canadian listeners might have got that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, he says uh, JJ Bud says lots of people that watch that in the U.S. He knew what I was talking about. There's a few people that knew. Well. Uh, Oh boy, you guys! Okay. I, I lost my train of thought here. You guys are all over. You guys are all Sean over. Sean Show, place. Uh, Square. We're on Square. Square. Okay. Of the market. You, okay. You had, you had a Sean of the market. Maybe you. You know, one time Jim Rome did a Rex uh, thing. He had a people on with the first name Rex, and he kept on having. He had it on for like thirty-seven days before he ran out of people named Rex. So uh, we'll do a Sean streak like that as well. Square. Uh, 68, man, that's the rock of Gibraltar on the downside. You guys aren't worried about support right now because it's going up, but long-term, just love 68 of support. You're gapping into a gap area uh, almost. Uh, you had that gap down day at earnings at uh, 70.81. You're trading above that now. So theoretically, I, you know, there's nothing up here until 79.01. Uh, or where's the gap fill? 80. Oh, what a nice. That's why you're saying there's, there's air everywhere. Air to 80. Yeah. Air down to 71 again too, because he just ran up. There's air everywhere. Okay. Air. (laughs) This is air. The air trade. A couple more closes over 70. 70, closing over 70 couple more times be good after that uh consolidation period and then uh a little break out of that consolidation so let's see if we can hold the top of that trading range uh from the last three or four days so there's a couple levels in uh in square sq we also uh had somebody call in and ask us about apple i don't know what that tick was at 414 it looks like a bad print yesterday if it's not if you even see it on your chart but regardless of that, a uh, person it. wants to know about uh, our thoughts on Apple here. Oh, jeez. Thoughts on Apple. It's ran so far. It's priced now for perfection. So if you're coming in here now, the trend is still your friend. Absolutely. Above 300, the bulls are in complete control still. I am long Apple in my retirement account. I plan on staying long Apple in my retirement account. It's one of my best stocks. It was up almost 100% last year, which is an unbelievable move for a stock of this size of market cap. But at now, if you're coming in, it's your price for perfection. That's what I will say. Um, if you're trying to short it, you got to lean on the high. You don't want the stock making new all-time highs. So if you're coming here and saying, okay, I think today's move is overdone. This is giving me a chance to get the short on. Three, seven, if this started ticking 318, I'd get out. So if you're shorting at 314, you got a four-point stop. So maybe you say it comes down to 300. Um, 
it's still in control though. The trend is still up as long as it's above 300. Below 300 starts to become concerning. I have no intention of selling Apple anytime soon. It's been one of my best stocks for a long time. That's uh, from an investment I, standpoint. Though. I would say if you're looking for another leg up here, there's a pair of highs in the 317 handle, 1707-1757. And then you also have your old time closing high at 1696. So use it, you know, you know, high, the low, whatever that close. 317, that's the level. You're still three bucks away from that. You have, have sellers two out of the last three days. They haven't even taken out yesterday's high yet at 15 and a half. So that's what I'm looking for, for another leg up here in Apple. And I'm still kicking myself because, uh, you know, what, what was the fit? Uh, not the FinTech. Yeah, the FinTech Awards. When was that? In November, right? And I was talking, you know, we did the interview with Gene. And he, he just said, man, the street's just too low with their estimates on this thing. I think uh, – I think they're going to have to start bumping their estimates and shoot. It ended November at two sixty-seven and a quarter. I know the event was before that, and uh, sure enough, man, that's exactly what's been happening. The street's been chasing it up, bumping up estimates, Holy. and yeah, the, the multiple P multiple going forward has went from like seventeen to like twenty-four. So this has all just been multiple expansion. It hasn't really been earnings growth. Correct. So this big move in the last year has been the mostly multiple expansion. What does that mean? It means, you know, yes, the earnings are stable. Yes, the earnings are growing slightly, but, you know, they didn't go up 100% last year. It was all in multiple expansions. So, you know, when I was buying it back, you know, it was net of cash when I was buying this thing at like $98 two or three years ago when everybody was throwing it out. And I can remember having these arguments on the show. I'm actually going back, I guess, to three years ago in 2016. I was like, when you back out the cash, Apple's trading like six, seven times earnings when you were backing out the cash back then. In 2016, I was like, how do you really lose? And I remember Nick Shaheen saying the same thing. And he was writing puts at like $75 because, you know, people were saying, oh, this thing could go on a technical basis, go to 50. Technicals work to a certain extent, but when you really analyze it, I mean, it still comes down to fundamentals. Are they going to kill this thing down, you know, to a P multiple of three or four? It's not like it's, you know, that the, the, the dividend wasn't safe. It wasn't, you know. It's, it's a completely different story. So you've got to analyze the fundamentals with the technicals sometimes too. And everybody was bearish this thing when this thing broke, breached 100 back in 2016. And that's when I bought more stock. And that was a great buy. And I wish I would have bought more at the beginning of 2019 too when it got back down to 140. But anyways, it's been a rip and rip and rally here now. I think if you're coming in now, you're doing it backwards, in my opinion. You got to be buying you know, in your long-term portfolio whenever good companies, when people are starting to hate them, you know, the companies that aren't going away, the iPhones weren't going away. And, you know, you'd been rewarded here with a triple in three years. Did it, uh, did it to say time that uh, Buffett bought Icon sold? Do you remember that? Can't remember. I do. I, cause I remember writing about it, but, but uh, Icon wrote this too. Like he wrote it up for a while. So, you know, uh, not he's that been he lost. so quiet. He has, what's that stock doing? Icon, Icon enterprises, IEP. Holy, that's a sleepy and done nothing. Look at this IEP. Think about that. I mean, I don't know if that 12% dividend, I'm not sure what that's all about because I don't follow this company really that closely from a fundamental basis. I don't know if that was a one-time thing or not, but look at that IEP. You got some support in here in the 60 area. It's I mean, gone it's nowhere. Been a stock. It's gone nowhere for. It's gone nowhere. In this bull market, this bull run. So, you know, I don't know. Uncle Carl maybe isn't doing as good because you look at the last couple of years. And you would think his stock would perform, you know, and I know it's always a premium, which is why I never wanted to own it because it was this premium on Uncle Carl. Uh, but, you know, in the last two years from 2017, you know, the S&Ps are up like 
and, and, and a couple of years from the beginning of 2017, say two and a half years. That same time period, IEP, I guess we got down to 47. I guess it really got low there. But. Remember when it went to that 149.77? And yeah, we wrote a piece back then, you know, when we were running, you know, pre-market info. And I remember we wrote a piece and saying, hey, you know, the, the NAV here is 65 Seven. bucks or 70 bucks. And you're going to pay 149 for it? That was just when everybody was like, everything was about Carl Icahn. And that was the all-time high. You've got to look at stuff like that. When you're buying funds like this, how much is the, is the stock trading above the net asset value? How much is this fund price trading above the NAV? I don't know where the IEP NAV is. I think it's still below here. Uh, we haven't looked at it for a long time. But you know, Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway is the same thing. Trades with a premium because you're getting the Buffett premium. These guys are getting older, though. So, you know, you got to consider that as well. What's they know the what, what are we talking about? How, how is this going to transition once, you know, Icon and Buffett aren't around anymore? You know, do they take the premium back out of a couple of these? Do they take the premium back out? Is it going to be the next person running? It's going to be as effective as Warren Buffett. That's all stuff to think about. I mean, we had the same worries with Apple as well. And that worked out okay with Steve Jobs. I mean, everybody's worried he got cancer. What's going to happen when Steve Jobs is gone? All the ideas are gone. I mean, Steve, you know, since Steve Jobs has died, the stock has you know, been straight up. So there's lots of considerations in there always, but I mean, you got to look at the NAV when you're buying funds. Steve Jobs. I don't like to pay a hundred percent premium on NAV. He died on my birthday. What year was that? 2012. Was it that long ago? I think so. Was it 2012? Spencer, it couldn't have been. Was it? it Yes. No, I I remember actually where I was when when I, when I found out. So yeah. It was eight years ago. Yep. Holy mackerel, these years are flying by now. <laughs> like <a> dead... <laughs> I'm like, that was eight years. That feels like eight weeks ago. Like, it doesn't feel like that long. I mean, more than eight weeks ago. But it doesn't feel like eight years ago. It feels like a few years ago. These years are just flying by, man. I'm getting scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. The first half went, you know, the, the, I think the second half of your life, because I'm 43 years old, so I'm entering the second half of my life, I would think, if I live a longevity life of 86. The second half of your life, I think, is going to go faster than the first half of your life. Or maybe I'm wrong. Joel, right. how's it feel to be 80? Yeah, I look pretty you good knew that for was 80. You want arm wrestle? <laughs> right. arm wrestle. I'm not going to try to outswim you, I'll tell you that. All right, let's cover some ratings, and then I want to go to the chat for more. But there are a couple of ratings that are interesting this morning. On the upgrade side, iRobot, getting an upgrade yeah. from Raymond James, just to market perform. But it's not one that we've talked about. I don't think for, for a while. I think there's some short interest in this one too. I am long iRobot. Um, I'm long this longer term. I actually added more right at the bottom. So I, I, I don't usually do that, but I took Joel's advice. I mean, we don't give advice, but I took his little saying, never frown, average down. I originally <laughs> bought this around <laughs> that's 58. That's not Joel's saying. Uh, yeah, that's a Joel saying. And then uh, I bought more Where's like 43. Where's it from, Spencer? I, I don't know. I just, that's a thing, isn't it? No? I think Joel made it up. Okay, fine. No, I don't know. Where'd you get that, Joel? I made it up. Never frown, average down. <laughs> yeah, or make it shorter. But that, that cost base went from 58 to 50 for me, though, and I'm all of a sudden up an iRobot. It you worked who, in this one. You know Adding who else? to the loser worked here. You know who else um, liked this one on the show the other day? It was, was uh, Bill Santiago. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but he, we, Bill was given the opposite. Like, he was like, <laughs> no, he's logging. 
I don't know, because I, I had I played that I never played clips for the show for, for Lisa, but I'm like, you gotta hear this guy. Um he's absolutely hilarious. And he talked about iRobot and uh she picked some up on uh, on Bill's recommendation. Oh really? When yeah. Bill didn't Bill doesn't give official recommendations. He was joking, but we, no, he talked we don't about give it. recommendations. You gotta take that word and throw it out the window. We never give recommendations. Exactly. Not, not in the legal sense, no. Uh, we that, we give we give our thoughts and opinions. That is all. This show is an opinion show. We are not licensed for it, and we obviously Spencer reads a disclaimer every day, and it's on the site. But we do. He, we only give opinions on this show. Recommendations here, is a naughty word in this industry. Yeah. What is a recommendation? Here is a recommendation from <laughs> Goldman Sachs. So, okay, they can do that. They, they can do that. They can do that. Sell Michaels, M-I-K. That's what they're saying this morning. Really? To sell. <laughs> They've been listening to pre-market prep. We've been touting the horn to sell Michaels from an opinion standpoint for the last <laughs> five years. <laughs> Ever since they sold me a $30 pair of scissors, I was like, I'm done with this company. <laughs> Six bucks now. We've been right. We've been dead right on Michaels. We've hated the stock. I just forever. don't know what to say. I mean, I still hate the stock. I agree, Goldman. Uh, we're, gonna, we're, people could say, you know, and, and you do have some support down at six bucks. So if you're coming in six sixty, six dollars is major support for this. Huh. So let's see okay. if we can bounce there once again. But I do not like Michaels. Uh, I'll just say that. Uh, I Man, this one had a bad few days like going into this from 850 down to the $7 area. So there's been some selling going on. I don't know if you're going to get that kind of capitulated bottom. I would just, did they, did they took it to a sell rating? They, they did. All right. I mean, the only thing I'll say about that, you could take it with a grain of salt. Um, they, when did they downgrade Macy's to a sell? Oh, they um, got the bottom. Yeah, they got the bottom on that. One. Yeah, they got so, the bottom. They sold. It was the very bottom of the move. I think it was. I think it's probably that fourteen thirty ticket. Yeah, actually, is, I will tell you the date. It was December ninth. Oh, December the ninth. Okay, so we're looking not the very bottom, but close to it. So they got the fourteen seventy six tick. Correct. And it's been straight up since. Yep. Who knows? I mean, the Macy's long. still has an eight percent dividend. They keep saying, you know, they got the real estate. There's some arguments there that you know Macy's is worth something. So. <laughs> Um, you know, is it worth $40? Probably not, you know, with our way the, the, the company and the earnings, but with the real estate and all the other stuff, 8.6% dividend might be safe for a while. So it's hard to sell stocks that are, you know, sell stocks short that are paying 8.6% dividend with no imminent dividend cut coming. I mean, this has been like this for a long time. So I don't think it's imminent that the dividend's going to get cut. So it's hard to be short the stock. Uh, here's another recommendation. Sell. Uh, this is from who? From Luke Capital, sell Dennis Dick, not Dennis Dick, 3D Systems. 3D <laughs> Selling systems. me. 3D Systems. Triple well, I was three days early. I sold my 3D Systems into this. Okay. So <laughs> I had this one on for a while. This was supposed to be one of those, um, you know, turnaround. I thought maybe this 3D printing stuff turnaround story, and it really didn't materialize, and it ripped. It's ripped since 2020. Your classic, like, uh, by the laggards trade here in 2020 and the stocks ripped up 50% in like seven days. So I took the money and ran and you know, now it's down here. It's actually, I took the money early. So it's back down to where I sold it. I sold it 11 and a quarter just a few days ago, two days ago or three days ago, maybe. So it kept on going here. I don't know what to say, but I sold my stock into this rally. Uh, let's see. Let's get back above yesterday's low at 11.56. Uh, so that's going to be your resistance. Uh, 
1190, the high close in the move. Um, really, if you're no good support here. I'm just looking at the uh, at the daily levels. No good support until you get under $11. I don't know if they can do it today on this downgrade, uh, but I'll call 1070. You want to see it get back down to that area, that uh, 1075, split your two and three-day lows. That's mostly it. There are some other ratings, but those are the few that caught my eye. I don't know if there's any others that caught your eye, Dennis or Joel, or anyone in chat. There's a lot of ratings, but again, it's a lot of smaller companies here. Um, I'm just trying to go through them here, too. you got about 30 downgrades there, but nothing really. Like, whoa, it's a big full call. Xilinx got downgraded by Mizuho. That's, you know, a stock XLNX. Some of the chip stocks are not – are starting to look a little bit tired. Are they not? Is it just me, or is it some of these chip stocks, you know, they've been on a hell of a run, even NVIDIA and AMD. They've been on a hell of a run. Maybe AMD is just pausing to eventually get back above 50, which it probably is because this trend has been so pesky. But look at the Intel. I mean, a little bit of head and shoulders happening here now. The Micron's starting to look tired. I'm, I'm long Micron still in the long-term portfolio. Applied Materials had a hell of a run. LRCX, they all kind of are just a little bit tired. Maybe this is just a breather until eventually they go higher again. Or is this a potential turn and trend? I'm asking you. Uh, I just look for the. I'll just go with AMD here, the hot rod of the group. Uh, Above fifty, it'd be in breakout mode again. And below forty-eight, I think you find some sellers, and you're right smack dab in there. The you middle. go. Yep. So below forty-eight, you're short up. Above fifty, you buy it. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Or, Make sure the breakout doesn't come a fake out though. Yeah, there's got to be. This could be one sick. of those sneaky ones that goes like fifty and a half on you, and then all of a sudden it's back under fifty. When you're buying breakouts. You want the stock to stay breaking out. You don't want the stock to come back in. Uh, Tesla continues to leak here, down twenty-two sixty. Morgan I don't Stanley know. continues to rally. Uh, what's okay. going on with Morgan Stanley? You can't, okay, so and I was saying I thought fifty-five could put a lid on it. You lose money trying to call tops. You know when the stocks are just going up, let them go up. Stops trying to short rocket ships. Not that I you know is trading it or anything, but I just said I thought you know it could top out at fifty-five. We like to give you levels where we think the stock could go or where it could come from, um, or, or where maybe it turns around. It's difficult game just coming in and shorting stocks um, when they're going straight up because they can go up for a bet. I cannot believe it's up six percent on this. I mean, this is a pretty good report, but is it better than the JP Morgan and Citigroup numbers, which eventually gave it back? It looks like this is just gonna continue to rip here though. So if you're playing the fade trade in Morgan Stanley, which you know I thought might be a play around fifty five, you'd be down a dollar already. So, you know, we always talk about when we make good calls in the show, that was would have been a bad call by me. Uh we're getting um a couple questions here about the bond market, you know, which we don't talk about a whole lot i'm looking at the 30-year bond i know dennis you like to look at uh at the tlt i mean where i just don't think rates are really going anywhere in in this year i mean unless something changes yeah, there's not and, and look at the way the tlt is done it's a great point it is look at here and we kind of just yeah, just hanging out we're down a little bit we're up a little bit we're down a little bit we're up a little bit we're just kind of the accordion chart going on there in the last couple of months from the tlt so hard to just jump in here and say oh yeah we're gonna start you know rates are gonna start going lower here we're gonna get long the tlt i mean it's tough tough to call rates yeah uh, i mean i just don't i mean i don't see were, them doing much either no banging the sell, door sell premium no yeah that, that's you. what i think i i would be doing you know if you're trading around this things maybe this is where you just sell premium go out the tlt just keep selling premium 
Okay, Anne-Marie Band hopping into YouTube chat says there's an ECB meeting next week. And uh, that, that's going to be the last one. Uh, no, we don't have the Drogster anymore, right? We got someone. Uh, is Droggy gone? We have yeah. Lagarde, Christine Lagarde. From is, is Droggy officially gone now? Drog, Droggy's term is over. Oh, I'm so disappointed. It's like the loss of Bernanke. That's a big loss. We, we like Drogster. Yeah, the Dragster. Like yeah, he uh, every time he was on, he said something bullish. But uh, <laughs> it, anyways, uh, we got just a few more minutes here. Yeah, I, I, I would like to get some tickers from the chat. And speaking of oh. breakouts, somebody mentioned Zynga. I have not looked at this one for a hot second. I had this stock for a long time and I sold it and I wish I wouldn't have sold it. I also had Glue Mobile. I was playing both of these. Glue Mobile is interesting too. G L U U is what I'm talking about on Glue Mobile. Above you know, six fifty, Glue Mobile gets interesting. Zynga's been moving, and we, you know, and we obviously talked about the e gaming, and you know, obviously these are game makers. They're online game makers. They make apps. You know, that's you know, I think that's still a business that is worth investing in. And yeah, some of these things have come a long ways. EA has come back a long ways from the lows. ATBI is a long ways from the low. Full disclosure, I'm still long ATBI. And I'm also long Take Two, TTWO. So I'm long those two. But I was long Zynga for a long time. I actually did really well in the Zynga. I think I bought it in the, I want to say like when it broke out. And if you go back to early 2019, it broke out from that 450 area. And then it ran up to over six. And I was like, that's a pretty good move. And I booked it. And, you know, it was a 30% gain, I believe. And the course of like four or five months, uh, it's continuing. So it looks like it sets up well. I think I'd be a buyer of pullbacks on Zynga. I'd like to get my stock back. So if it gets back to low six, I might rebuy it. Yeah. I don't think this, it's going to give me a chance. This thing just doesn't, it's hard to give technicals in it. I mean, psychological $7 level, that's really all I could give you. Yesterday's high, 692. Uh, it, it Just moving up incrementally keeps posting new closing highs for the move. So you want to see that. And then I think just uh, finally clear out seven and get above seven. Uh, going back to the chat here. Someone just dropped in Qualcomm. Let's, I mean, speaking of chip stocks, but. I butchered this trade all up. And I had it the first time really well. I had it from 50 to like 65 or 70 and I sold it. Or, so I made pretty good money and then it ended up going to 90 and I was like, uh, then it came all the way back down. I ended up rebuying it, but then I sold it too soon again. And then I tried to short it once in there. Like these are really swing trades and I messed that one up. It was like, I didn't lose money on it, but I, I it was like the FIFO problem where I'm like, and, and, and maybe it's because they were on for trades or swing trades or whatever. And, you know, I can't remember all the details of all of them, but I just remember leaving a lot of meat on the bone every single time I've traded Qualcomm. So you think it's, you know, a big move when it moves five bucks and then it goes 20. So I, I, it's setting up that, you know, and we got the 5G cycle coming too for QCOM. So you think about all of that aspect of it. I mean, it sets up that I could see this a triple digit stock eventually. Uh, let's see here. You gapped up. This was a while ago, and you ran to 94.11. Um, ahead of that, you can just go your daily highs. I see a pair of highs. These are just shorter-term targets. Um, you have a pair of highs at uh, $92 area, 92.5. And, and then, as I said, 94.11 uh, was that uh, kind of that blow-off top back in November for Qualcomm. Uh, also, someone asking about pins. 
pin interest, right? That's Pinterest. 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 Yeah. They're they're going around and they're buying these stocks now. They're buying the ones that, you know, they're looking for, you know, the techs. And these think about how much all these IPOs were hated six months ago or even three months ago. They're starting to be loved now. You know, Uber has turned around here. If we just go and look at that chart, um, you know, Lyft has kind of turned around here in the last little while, although not fully getting above 50. It really gets interesting there. I mean, Pinterest, think about all these stocks that we've talked about for a long time. They're starting to get interesting. Pinterest was a classic breakout above 20. I somehow screwed this one up because I ended up buying it that day and somehow I messed it up. I don't even know how I messed that one up, but you know, it's amazing what psychology will do to you. I think the market started to roll over and then I started to talk myself out of it and I should have just held on because Pinterest if I, later on this afternoon went up a dollar. So I bought it just above 20 and I somehow talked myself out of it, but because of an overall market effect. But anyway, so every, everything that has been lagging, some of these tech, little tech plays or little, they're from the IPOs from last year that have been lagging are starting to show life. How about this uh, Smile Direct Club rally? Well, that's squeeze. Yeah. And that's been squeezing. And if you're coming in now, you're way late to the party. Three days ago is nine bucks. You're going to come by to 14 now? Look at the Beyond Me chart. Look at the Rite Aid chart. Eventually, Smile Direct could look the same way. So if you're coming in here now and buying it, could it squeeze to 15, 16, 17? Could do anything. We don't know where the top of this thing. I'm going to stop trying to call the top. But when you get that red candle, it, or you start to see, you know, a significant, like a stock opens up at 15 and then starts to pull back off that. That's your sign to maybe I've, you know, too long in the tooth in this now. So I'm, I think yeah. this is just a classic squeeze. I think if you look at the Beyond Meat chart, I can't tell you which day it's going to top out. But I think when we look at Smile Direct, I think, you know, when we look at it a month from now, I think it's lower. Uh, so I don't know where it tops, though. You know what? Let me do. We had a 2110 IPO high. You went down to 7.56. No, I'm just no, I'm just trying to give you a level, just a level based on uh, the markets. And this has been a big retracement. 14.33. If you want to target in this one, uh, that is uh, from your high to the low of the move, a 50% retracement. So there's your target um, on the upside. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that for Smile Direct Club. People are smiling and own that one. I wonder how many times that pun's been used on Wall Street. Let's just do one more. Let's do Snap. Okay, boy, a lot of Snap. I, I, I covered it in the chat for KP. Yeah. KP was the guy we met at the uh, FinTech Awards, wasn't it, Dennis? I think so. Didn't he say that's what his name was? Uh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> what a, remember that. Dennis does uh, not remember that. Uh, I have what, the goldfish memory, so. Uh, man, this 1850 area, I just can't get away from this. Yesterday's high, 1852. Your October high comes in at, no, that's not your October high. Um, your July high comes in at 1836. So, man, clear that 18 and a half area. Yeah, you got another leg up, but man, oh, man, it's just, it's been a pesky level for it. A few more closes over 18 would be good. This thing IPO'd what right around 30. Where did we go to? Four bucks, five bucks, five bucks, 25, 12 and a half. Yeah, I mean, you're getting up near that. Uh, I think you're trading down here today, though, because, uh -huh. you know, we don't off, we often talk about CEO buys. We have a huge CEO sale on this last night. And actually, last night, go. I was long it. I sold it because it was like, it's not a huge deal. I mean, the guy still owns like 60 million shares, but CEO uh, Spiegel sold 2.7 million shares at 1801. 
So this would have been reported just from a couple of days ago in the SEC filing there. So it's a huge sale. So maybe like he's going to buy a yacht, you know, there could be a lot of reasons to sell it there, but I think you're probably trading down slightly here because the CEO booked some significant profits in this. Dennis, do you want to do um, a lunch bet? Who's closer to where Tesla uh, closes the session today? I have no idea. I'm not yeah, even they... going to touch it. This is it's no leaking bad, man. Keep an eye on 473. Yeah, it's Tesla. leaking bad. You got a lot of people that are chasing this, and they're all scrambling out here this morning. But who knows? There's still people short this thing. I mean, I, I, I have no idea how to trade Tesla. And they're on the offer. No idea. No bet for me. No trade for me on Tesla. No, no touch for me today. All right, Dennis, do you want to do, do you want to be in charge of hot potato for tomorrow? You got to send me a, like a text reminder. I forget I, everything. I, I, yes, I, will, I do. I'll I'm going to do beyond. Okay. I'll remind you. I'll, I'll remind you this afternoon. Okay. 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 I'm in. I'm right. still I wrote it down. He's in. Okay, I'll text him. All right. Uh, that's going to be it for our show. You can always give us a call during the show, before the show, after the show. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, leave your name as well if you want. Uh, 734-494-0246. Or if that's not your bag, you can hop into either of our chats on YouTube and premarket.benzinga.com. Uh, thanks to all of you, everyone in those chats. We appreciate your participation. As always, you can catch the podcast of our show wherever podcasts are available or rewatch our show on youtube.com slash Benzinga TV. Everyone have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you on Friday for the final show of the week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.